Welcome to the full story on WSHU and online at WSHU.org. I'm Ron Ropiak. Thanks for being part of our show today. We have two more guests joining the discussion. Terry Alisi Maselli is president and CEO of the Hopog Industrial Association of Long Island, and Joe Campolo is the managing partner of the HIA Long Island. Thank you both for being with us today. How are you? Oh, good. Thanks so much, Ron, for having us. It's our pleasure. Joe, how are you? I'm doing terrific, Ron. Thanks. Terry, can you talk to us about the future? Are we seeing the model for the future in Hopog? Um, you know, absolutely. I mean, one of the things that uh, Lieutenant Governor spoke a little bit about is this com- company contract, Pharmacal. And, um, you know, much of the work that we're doing in this industrial park now has told us that it is simply the best opportunity for Long Island's wide economic type of de- development and uh you know, economic growth. So we're extremely optimistic about it. Joe, what's your take? Yeah, so right now it's um, it's about great jobs. You know, what we've been able to demonstrate in Hopog and in the, in the industrial park is that uh, if you build it, they will come. Mm. That uh, it's, a, it's a model for national uh, employment, very high-level, high-paying jobs, people from different regions coming here, to get jobs in the Hopog Park. So we're very excited about what this means for the region and how other national industrial parks can learn from it. Well, at least Moonlight Graham will show up, right? Uh, Joe, can you address the workforce of the future? As you heard the lieutenant governor say, some, not all, some businesses are struggling to find qualified workers. What, what's the fix? Yeah, I mean, the, if you just look at what's going on globally, right? So retail, big box, everything has changed. The demographics, particularly here in the United States, uh, manufacturing jobs, the scope of manufacturing jobs have changed from line workers to uh, to more computer software programmers as, as the state of manufacturing uh, has shifted. And all of that means... Uh, and and the age of workers coming into the workforce is is changing. You know, in 2025, 75% of it is going to be millennial uh, generation workers. And, you know, us as, uh, as employers and as business leaders have to be able to make sure that our, that our companies and our workforces are equipped to effectuate and execute on that, on that change. I think here on Long Island, and particularly with the companies inside the Hopog, uh, Park, um, we're seeing very, very effective strategies being deployed to try and modernize and accept the changing workforce. And that's what makes it so exciting um, to be able to roll this out on a national level because we want to be that model to show other companies and other employers how to accommodate all of those changes. Joe, can we touch on that for just a moment? I think you brought up something very important because, and then Terry, I'd, I'd like you to jump in on this because. We've done a number of programs with and about millennials, and they have a unique set of concerns. And many of them say, look, I'm, I'm working two to three jobs nowadays. I have this incredible amount of student debt. My parents are older. I'm taking care of my parents. I am struggling just to get by day to day. I'm not saving any money. What, what does that mean in terms of the workforce that you're seeing now? Well, workforce has workforce has shifted. It used to be that you lived in one place and you commuted to where you worked. Um, the workforce and the millennial workforce is different. They want to 
have one ecosystem that they reside in as, as often as possible, you know, live, work, play all in one area. And so particularly here on Long Island, we've seen a lot of downtowns being revitalized um, to accommodate that. We see it in Port Jefferson. We see it in Patchogue. Um, we see it going on in Westbury right now and other other places. And that's exactly what we're working on in uh, in Hopog with the HIALI. It's, you know, 1,450 uh, companies are, are are in the park, um, 55,000 employees, and so now what we're what we're looking at to get ahead of this curve and to be able to accommodate the workforce of the future is incorporating residential components and retail components into the park hmm. so that it can accommodate what the millennials have uh, have demonstrated they need to be uh, contented workers. It, it almost sounds like you're saying you could wake up in the morning and you don't even need your car. Maybe you'll just ride your bike to work like you used to go to mm-hmm. school. Terry, is, is that what we're looking yeah, at? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it it goes without saying, and I heard the lieutenant governor say it before as well, that if we took that, you know, 5 million displaced workers that were in manufacturing many years ago and brought them back, they don't have the skill set. There is a definite skill gap with advanced manufacturing. Many of those organizations and farmer organizations are in this industrial park. And... Um, you know, it's critical that we give them the training, and particularly the millennials, the training that they deserve. Our vision is absolutely what Joe said, to create a place here where they can live, they can work, they can play. And, again, the downtowns are a great example of that, but this this park, I think that, that is the vision for it in the future, definitely. It's interesting to hear this new perspective because I can remember a generation ago there were some workers. I mean, they, they frankly, at the end of the day, come five o'clock and they would say, "I can't wait to get away from here. I want to get a, as far away from work as I can." And now you're talking about everything being integrated. Yeah, but I think a lot of it, though, Ron, has has to do with you know when you look at that millennial, um, the millennial group. I think they get a bad rap. I mean, we have several. Um, younger associates that work for us and, you know, our membership of over thousands and thousands of business professionals, we deal with a lot of millennials. You know, they want to give back to the community. They want a sense of convenience. They want to be, you know, respected, and they want to see that there's a growth opportunity. I'm not so sure that's any different than what we want, Mm. right? I, As baby boomers, yeah, it's really yeah. not. You know, Terry, I'm with you. When we did our program with the millennials, and they even sat across from me here in the studio, and they said, where's this bad rap coming from? I'm working two, three, four jobs. I'm, I'm trying to keep afloat here, and everyone's saying that we're lazy. And, and, and basically it was, we're, we're not lazy. We're doing the right things. Why are you beating us up? Right. Uh, Joe, it's, I've got a question for you. Uh, what's the biggest impediment to success for businesses with the HIA? I mean, what, what do you need for the state to do? Well, it's workforce development. Right now, every single business that we interact with here on Long Island, not just in the industrial park, but across Long Island, is being able to um, attract and retain highly qualified workforce. You know, Long Island is such an amazing um, business and social ecosystem. You know, we have all of these great amenities, and just recently the Long Island Regional Planning Committee or Planning Council designated uh, Hop Hog Industrial Park as, a, as, you know, a project of regional significance because of the economic impact it has here on Long Island. And, and we're going to take that and we're going to use that to drive 
um, the state to focus on getting us a workforce development center right in the industrial park that can be utilized by all of Long Island and all of the businesses on Long Island to help train the workforce of tomorrow. You know, it, the entrepreneurship part on Long Island is alive and well. Our, our business owners and our business leaders dream big, and they have big goals, and we can really accomplish a lot here on Long Island. And as the, the leading driving economic force, the HILI, wants to be in, in front of that and be able to get them the resources they need. So we see, um, you know, uh, a workforce development center that's going to be collaborative between the, the state and local governments here on Long Island, centrally located in Hopog, that's going to be able to allow businesses to say, you know what, I have a need for these types of workers with these specific skills, and they'll be able to do that. You know, education has not kept up with the economy. We still are educating our kids K-12 through in a way that, that does not reflect um, the way this new global economy is uh, is shifting. So they're coming out way unprepared to be dealing with how business is conducted nowadays. And so these workforce development centers, you know, things um, here on Long Island, we have BOCES, which are sort of trade uh, trade schools for folks that aren't going to go on to get advanced degrees. Um, you know, in the past, they used to be looked at as, as somebody wasn't, uh, you know, doing all they could possibly do as if they failed somehow to not go to college. That's mm. absolutely incorrect in the economy today. We need to be making those trade schools and these workforce development centers to be highly sought-after positions for folks to be able to go in there and not saddle themselves with a quarter of a million dollars in student loan debt and be able to get out and, and buy a house and raise a family and live their lives right here on Long Island. So, Joe, hold on one shift. second. I have to take a short break. Uh, I'm going to continue the conversation with you and Terry right after the break. Joe Campolo, Terry Alisi Maselli from Hopog Industrial Association of Long Island. It's the full story on WSHU. A short break, one last time. We'll be right back. I'm Peter O'Dowd. Two nights of debates, 20 Democratic hopefuls still months away from the first primary contest. We'll take a look at the huge field of Democrats trying to unseat President Trump in 2020 and the direction they plan to take their party. That's next time on Here and Now. Here and now, this afternoon, beginning at 2 on WSHU Public Radio. Local support for the full story comes from Gallery North. This August, week-long day camps offer children the opportunity for joyful self-expression with a professional puppeteer and Tesla Tech art. Registration at gallerynorth.org. And Newman's Own Foundation, spreading the word about Carver Foundation of Norwalk, which helps children and youth reach their greatest potential through educational, social, and recreational opportunities. Stories at commongood.com. Linguist Gretchen McCulloch's new book breaks down the rules of Internet language. The book, Because Internet plus analysis of the second Democratic presidential debate on All Things Considered from NPR News today, beginning at 4 p.m. on WSHU Public Radio. It's 1.40. You're listening to The Full Story on WSHU, and if you'd like to comment on today's program, you can email us. We're at tfs at wshu.org. On Twitter, find us at 
Full Story WSHU. And remember, all our shows are available as podcasts. You can download the full story on Google Play or on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. Terry Alisi Maselli is the president and CEO of the Hop Hog Industrial Association of Long Island. Joe Campolo is the managing partner of the HIALI, and they're with me for a few more minutes. Uh, Joe, I kind of cut you off there in mid-sentence because we had to go to a break. Uh, we, we were talking about what you felt was the biggest impediment to doing business uh, on the island. Yeah, and it's, it's trained workforce. So we talked a lot about workforce development, and, and Terry's been um, very involved in collaborating uh, with the educational, the higher educational facilities we have here on Long Island, Stony Brook, Suffolk Community College, Hofstra, others, um, to get a sense of the specialized workforce that the employees and the employers need and the business owners need here on the island and I think we've done a really good job, and Terry's worked really hard at the HIALI to make sure that we have that collaboration and to make sure that we can be working towards getting a workforce development center here in Hopog that all of Long Island can share. It's it's really the most critical piece of our growth right now. Terry, uh, I know you have to, uh, you and Joe have to get going in a moment, so I'm going to ask you a quick question. Uh, workforce development, as Joe said, that's the biggest impediment. Uh, you know, absolutely. One of the things that we saw from this opportunity analysis is they looked at um, this park and they said, you know, how many jobs come out of it that are coming out of the tradable sector and tradable in, in, uh, industries, and it was about 58%, which is well over compared to about 23% on Long Island, about 36% in the United States, well over, obviously, the norm. And, you know, what that means is these um, – they're exporting goods, their services, that they bring in new dollars into the region. So we understand that we have to reinvest. They identified several uh, report cards, if you will, for certain seg- sectors of um, the tradable industries. One of them was biopharma, obviously distribution, e-commerce, and business services. But the biggest thing that came out, their biggest struggle, particularly in the biopharma area – was to strengthen training and workforce development and to attract and retain knowledge workers. So it all goes back to, I think, what what we've been talking about. I will tell you, Joe Campolo, who happens to be the managing partner of Campolo, Middleton & McCormack, a very prominent law firm on Long Island, he's our board chair. This was really his brainchild. He came to us and he said, let's look at Stony Brook University, let's look at Silicon Valley and Stanford, and let's create a dynamic where people really understand what is going on in this park that has 55,000 employees. It's a, sta- it's a staggering number. In sales volume. I was just saying that's, I, that, that is a staggering number. It, it, it's $4 billion in payroll, you know, and, and how can we use it, as he said before, as a template – to really create this growth and to to create that engine that, that will grow. We've also just gotten a grant, a business recruitment grant, to look at the actual branding of the park and how do we attract other businesses both on and off of Long Island to come into this park. So, again, it's a major, major economic engine, and all of it has to do with strengthening training, workforce development, and the like, definitely. Terry, uh, I know I kept you and Joe longer than we had uh, bargained for with you beforehand. I, I appreciate the time, and I appreciate you coming on today. 
Thank you. Thank you, Terry. Thank you, Joe. Thanks, Ron. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Speak with you soon. Joe Campolo, H-I-A-L-I, Terry Alisi Maselli, the president and the CEO of the Hopog Industrial Association of Long Island. You're listening to The Full Story on WSHU.